Thanks everyone for coming out this Sunday evening in Spanish for Utah. Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the founder of Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Like to talk today about being hurt, but still being here. It's easy to have a good attitude and pursue your dreams as long as everything's going our way. It doesn't take a whole bunch of faith. What about the difficult times? Relationship hasn't worked out. We get a bad health report. A friend does us wrong. When those things happen, it's easy. I think you'll agree with me to lose your passion. When we're hurt, the disappointment, the business that didn't make it, that was painful. A lot of people are sitting on the sidelines of life because they're injured, nursing their wounds, not moving forward because of what they've been through. Now, can I tell you, you may have a reason for feeling sorry for yourself, but you do not have a right to feel sorry for yourself. Why? Because Krishna God will never give you a test without also giving you the ability to pass that test. Even when you're hurt, injured, tempted to make all signs of excuses. Well, I wanted to honor the Lord, but I guess this injury is gonna keep me out of the game. He must want someone else to do it or he wouldn't have caused this disability. No, when you're moving forward in spite of the injuries, the pain, that's what gets the attention of the Lord. In around 2012, in order to carry our Festival of Colors out of state, make the experience available to young people elsewhere, I bought an international diesel 24-foot box truck from a place called Christendon's up in Linden that sells secondhand trucks. It only had 167,000 miles on the odometer, which is very little for a diesel truck. It was only six years old. It was a 2006 model. It cost me a modest $17,000. And they said they give all their trucks a thorough checkup and a thorough going over when they come in. Well, drove it down to our festival in Los Angeles in Norwalk. Coming back in the middle of the California desert near Baker, California, hadn't even put a thousand miles on it. The coolant system sprang a leak and the whole engine started to overheat just in the middle of nowhere. I was all alone, I had no food. My cell phone had run out of power. I had thought that AAA would cover it with our special insurance. The AA guy got there, took one look, and said, adios, we don't do diesel trucks, and drove off. So I kept filling it with water. I went to Prim, Nevada, and I thought if I could make it to Las Vegas, to Craig Road, where they have the International Truck Repair Center, then I could get it fixed and have it ready for the Spanish Fork Festival two weeks later. Just at the exit to Craig Road, there was all this smoke and steam coming out of the hood of the truck. And it just stopped right there, pulled it over onto the exit ramp. I was stranded for three days in Vegas. I eventually had to transfer all the tents, all the gear, all the stage from the one truck into a rented truck in order to have it here for the Spanish Fork Festival. I was wondering, did I get this right? Maybe I'd misread Krishna or God. Maybe these troubles were his way of telling me not to take the festival on the road. Maybe it was over endeavor. I had to make a decision. Remember that original truck cost 17,000. It was gonna cost $27,000 to replace the engine. Otherwise, walk away from the whole thing. I don't think anyone would have blamed me. 
Charun, walk away. Cut your losses. Don't put good money after bad. But something inside me told me that Krishna did want the festivals. He did want me to organize them. He did want me to take them abroad, so to speak. And this was a process of toughening me, strengthening me, so that I could carry out his plan more effectively. In other words, the truck engine blowing up was part of his plan to take the festival to a whole new level. That summer, we did 13 festivals in three states. More than 100,000 people chanted Hare Krishna, most of them for the first time in their lives. Since then, we've done annual festivals in Los Angeles, San Fernando Valley, Riverside, Las Vegas, Reno, Sacramento, Santa Cruz, all with that same truck. What am I saying? We all have challenges placed before us, perhaps even more so when we try to do the Lord's will. Now, while we're trying to do wonders in the world, Krishna is trying to do wonders within us. While you're working on a project, Krishna is working on you. Now, if you're going to see the beauty, if you're going to feel the victory, if you're going to have the last laugh, you got to shake off the self-pity, shake off the discouragement and get back in the game. Everyone has injuries. Everyone has wounds. You can't let a loss, a setback, a breakdown, a health issue, a divorce be an excuse to sit on the sidelines. Sometimes in life, you just have to play in pain. I heard about a wide receiver in the NFL, lost his brother in a car accident the day before a big game. He and his brother were very close. Coach told him to take time off, go home, grieve. He said, no coach, I wanna to play tomorrow in honor of my brother. He would want it that way. He had one of the greatest games of his career. Some people would say it was a coincidence. Other people would say it was the grace of God. His attitude was, I'd rather be in the game in pain than on the sideline watching. If you're gonna be all that God wants you to be, you can't let that hurt, that loss, that disappointment, that betrayal cause you to give it up and sit on the sidelines. Do what the NFL player did. Push past the pain, bandage up, let go of what didn't work out, get back in the game. Those are the kind of people that Krishna God rewards. Determined people, faithful people. They may get knocked down, but they're gonna get back up again. They don't let the heartbreak, the hurt, the pain cause them to get bitter, to lose their passion, to start blaming God. They stay in the game. No matter what life sends our way, our attitude should be, I'm hurting, but I'm still here. Friend did me wrong, but I'm still here. Business is slow, but I'm still here. Trouble at work, but I'm still getting to work on time, and I still give 100%. You've got to have a made-up mind if you're going to stay in the game. You're not going to be faithful as long as I feel like it, as long as everybody treats me right. As long as the weather's good, if you want the mercy of the Lord, your attitude should be, I'm hurting, but I'm still coming. Boss doesn't treat me right, but I'm still getting to work. My child won't speak to me. It's breaking my heart, but I'm still coming to the temple every Sunday. Still got a smile, still being good to people, still giving Krishna praise. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. A nice example we read in the Mahabharata is Savitri. She was so beautiful in talent that no man dared to seek her hand in marriage. 
Eventually, her father gave her a chariot, a driver, an escort. They didn't get the chariot at Christensen's, I'll tell you that. <clears throat> Told her to go out and find her own husband. After some time, she returned to the palace to report she'd found a fiancé, and his name was Sachevan. He was a prince living in unfortunate circumstances. His father, the king, had gone blind, and he was deposed and exiled by his enemies. So now Sachevan lived in the forest, serving his blind father and mother. Narada Muni, the saint who can see into the future, happened to be visiting her father. And when he overheard Savitri's report, he said, that is too bad. Savitri has made a wrong choice. The youth does have exceptional qualities, but there's one flaw which negates all of his qualities. That flaw is that one year from today, he will die. Savitri was hurt by this prediction, but she stayed in the game. She said, death can only come once. A daughter can only be given away once. Similarly, whether Satyavan's life is short or long, I will only choose a husband once. Savitri married. She lived in the forest ashram with her husband, blind father, and mother-in-law, none of whom had been informed about Satyavan's impending doom. A few days before the expiration of the one year's time, she began a fast. And on the day of his predicted death, she asked to accompany him to the forest. Notice she was hurt, but she stayed in the game. After chopping wood all day, Satyavan complained of a headache, and he lay down with his head in Savitri's lap. A fog rolled in, and a powerful-looking, very tall, gray-complected, dignified man peered out of the fog, holding a noose in his hand. Savitri said, who are you? I am Yama, the Lord of death. Your husband's days on earth are over. I've come to take his soul away. Yama puts a noose around his subtle body, yanks it out of the gross body, and begins carrying the subtle body to the south, which is where Yamaraj lives. Now Savitri was hurt by the ominous appearance of Yamaraj but she stayed in the game. She followed along. Yama said, oh, Savitri, stop and return and perform your husband's funeral ceremonies. You have no more obligations to him. Do not follow me any further. She was hurt, but she stayed in the game. She said, I'll follow my husband wherever you carry him. The wise say that he who takes seven steps with another person makes a friendship. Now that we are friends, please hear what I have to say. The wise say that acquiring spiritual merit is the best of all things. Yamaraj says, oh, Savitri, such pleasing words. Except for the life of your husband, ask me for any blessing. All right, Savitri said, my father-in-law lost his eyesight. By your grace, may he regain his vision. Granted, now you look tired from walking. Do not tire yourself further and please stop following me. Return home. She was certainly hurting but she's still in the game. She says, in my husband's company, how can I feel weary? And I'm getting your association. Even one conversation with saintly persons is very desirable. Oh, Sovitri, your words are so nectarine. Except for your husband's life, ask me for another blessing. So he just says, some time ago, my father-in-law, who is very talented and brilliant, lost his kingdom. I would like him to recover it now and never relinquish his responsibilities again. Granted, now please stop following me and return home. 
So Vitri says, being still in the game, you control all beings and bear them away. And loving them, you also give them what they deserve. You're the god of death, but you're also called Dharmaraj, the god of justice. Yamaraj says, Savitri, as water is to a thirsty person, so your words full of virtue and meaning are to me. Therefore, except for the life of your husband, ask for me a third blessing. Savitri said, my father, Ashwapati, has no sons, but to continue the family line, I would like him to father ten sons. Granted, now that I have satisfied you, please stop following me. You've walked far enough. Savitri's hurt, but she's still in the game. Walking beside my husband, I have not even noticed how far we've walked. Giving justice to all, you are called the Lord of Dharma. Everyone aspires after such virtue as you have. Oh, Savitri, how could anyone but you speak such words? They greatly delight me, except for Satyavan's life. Ask for another blessing, then return home. All right, Savitri says, I would like to give birth to ten sons who will be heroes. My children will be powerful, skilled, and able to perpetuate the family line. Granted, Yama said, now stop following me. You have already come too far. The Savitri is hurt, but she's still in the game. She says, the last blessing that you granted me cannot be fulfilled unless I am united with my husband. <laughs> unless you restore Sajivan to life without a husband, I am like a dead person. You granted that I'd have ten sons, yet you've taken away my husband. Please bring Sajivan back. Only then will your words prove true. And Yamaraj is like, oh my gosh, she got me. Oh, Savitri, I am freeing your husband. He will never experience illness again. He will enjoy prosperity and along with you live for 400 years. Moreover, he will have 10 children with you and all their sons, daughters, and grandchildren become celebrated for their virtue and integrity. These children will look like gods. And then Yama departed for his own abode in the South. Can I tell you that we wouldn't be hearing this inspiring story of Savitri today, thousands of years later, if she hadn't continued playing even though she was hurt? Nobody would have blamed her for becoming disheartened, giving up, turning back, but her attitude was, I'm hurting, but I'm still here. Anybody can sit on the sidelines Anybody can find an excuse to be sour, to be embittered, to drop out, to throw in the towel. And when you're hurt, it's easy to become ingrown, shall we say, where all you think about is my sickness, my hurt, my pain. It's almost like you've taken possession of all these things. Now, all that's going to do is just bring more hurt, more dysfunction, more discouragement. I heard a story about the baptism of King Angus by St. Patrick in the middle of the 5th century. Sometime during the rite, St. Patrick, without realizing it, leaned on his sharp pointed staff and inadvertently stabbed the king's foot. After the baptism was over, St. Patrick looked down at all the blood and realized what he's done, begged the king's forgiveness. Why did you suffer this pain in silence? St. Patrick wanted to know. The king replied, I thought it was part of the ritual. <laughs> 
pain, disappointment, setbacks is part of the ritual. Krishna is testing our limits, growing us, taking us higher and higher. And one of the best ways that you can pass this test is to go out when you're hurting and help someone else who's hurting. No better way to get your mind off your own problems than to help somebody else. When you help others in their time of need, that's a seed that you're sowing. And when you have a time of need, Krishna will then bring someone to help you in the same way. Gordon B. Hinckley, in his book, Standing for Something, he says, the best antidote I know for worry is work. The best cure for weariness is the challenge of helping someone who is even more tired. One of the great ironies of life is this, he or she who serves almost always benefits more than he or she who is served. Prabhupada Guru says, there is no scarcity of anything in this world. The only scarcity is God or Krishna consciousness. People have forgotten God, consequently are suffering horribly. Devotees are aggrieved to see such a situation and do what they can to revive God or Krishna consciousness in the general public. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Ram Rama, Hare Hare. Now there are many crimes for which people are imprisoned. Larceny, attempted murder, manslaughter, embezzlement. But it all boils down to one root cause. The root cause of all crimes is forgetfulness of the government. Criminals are by definition those who don't want to follow the law. Therefore, they're referred to as outlaws. Similarly, we in general have forgotten God and his codes for our well-being. At the end of the day, religion is not dogma, faith, or belief. Religion or religio means to regulate oneself by following the codes of God. Therefore, in our Krishna conscious movement, we prohibit illicit sex, we prohibit gambling, we prohibit intoxication, and we prohibit meat eating. Not to spoil our lives, but to get us to somewhere much better. Prabhupada gives the example, if due to ignorance, you don't take care with hygiene, you don't shower regularly, brush your teeth, what's going to result is that you're going to get a disease, you're going to be miserable. As there is hygiene for the body, there is a necessity of hygiene for the heart. And if you neglect to clean the heart, then you'll suffer anxiety, depression, defeatism, low self-esteem, lack of focus, on and on and on and on. Bhakti Vinod Thakur said, Anechu Shodi Maya Nashi The medicine, the cleansing agent is here. The chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Nothing is better to get your mind off your problems than to share Krishna consciousness with others. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, No one is more dear to me than he who shares the science of Krishna consciousness with others. No matter what your pain, your injuries, it's all forgotten when you spread Krishna consciousness. Until she retired about two years ago, Vicki Gardner, teacher at Diamond Fork Middle School, would invite me once a year to give seven consecutive classes throughout the day. It was a real marathon. One year, the day came up just before we were ready to leave to put on a festival in Los Angeles. I was under a lot of pressure. It was just a few days before the festival, and I still hadn't got the permit for a stage. It was already Tuesday. So the day 
came up that I'm supposed to give seven classes at Diamond Fork Middle School. I thought about canceling. This is too much. I'm stressed. I'm hurting. I was just tired thinking about giving seven classes back to that. I was hurting, but I stayed in the game. I remember that Krishna is pleased when we share the message of Krishna consciousness. I went, I gave the seven classes. At the end, Vicky said, Charu, I want you to know that the students look forward to your coming all semester. It's their favorite part of the course. And when she said that, I felt 10 feet tall, refreshed. Later the day, the permit for the stage came through and we ended up having a very, very successful event in Los Angeles that year. Consider our spiritual master. Before he came to America at the age of 70, he was in the holiest of holy places in India. Needs were taken care of. He was well respected. He was assured of liberation. He could have easily settled. No one would have blamed him. In fact, it's what's expected of a 70-year-old man. But he arose and he got into the game. He didn't want just salvation. He wanted the special favor of the Lord. Imagine the aches, pains, infirmities, frustration of a normal 70-year-old. We have tours of senior citizens with replaced knees and replaced hips, and it's a big effort to get up the stairs. Many of them have to take the elevator. Prabhupada at that same age went around the world with no money, no connections. Once he started his movement, he was taking a plane every few days, going through different time zones, checking up in his 4,000 disciples, his 108 temples, at the same time writing books, lecturing in a different city, a different continent every week or so. What was he doing? He must have been hurting in a hundred ways that we cannot even imagine, but would you agree with me? He was in the game. He came to America having gotten a free ticket on a boat, had $7 in his pocket, and today there are 800 Magnificent temples as well as farms and Krishna conscious communities all over the world. None of us would be here if he hadn't played through the pain, through the hurt. He didn't accept those burdens for his own salvation. He was already saved before he left for India. He came to America, the land of the most fallen, the most sinful, to donate his supreme good fortune to the most unfortunate. Like a billionaire distributing $1,000 bills, he distributed love of God in the form of the holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. The only question really is, are we going to accept it? Are we going to agree to be fortunate, chant the names of God? Or do we want to continue in misfortune? If you agree, can I encourage you to get up off the sidelines, to shake off what didn't work out, to quit mourning over what you've lost and how unfair it was, rise to a new level. And when Krishna sees you in the game, pain, bandages and all, when you show up with the attitude, I'm hurting, Lord, but I'm still here. I'm hurting, but I believe Krishna's still on the throne. I'm hurting, but I'm expecting Krishna to turn it around. That's when the Supreme Lord goes to work. That's when the Lord takes you to places you could never go on your own. That's when he brings dreams to pass that seemed impossible. Some of you may be in a tough time today, sitting on the sidelines. Krishna brought you here today to hear this message. Arise, get back in the game. If a friend betrayed you, don't go around lonely. 
The loss of one friend means the Lord wants you to make friends with the devotees. If you lost your job, don't sit around worrying. Go out and find a better job. When one door closes, the Lord will always open another one. If you're facing a health issue, don't give up on life and start planning your funeral. Arise from that discouragement. When Krishna sees you doing your part, the Lord of millions and millions of universes will do his part. He'll give you a, a new lease on life. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. That means new opportunities, new friends are en route. Either though it's painful, it's not the end. Even though it's unfair, it's not over. You had a setback, that's okay. Krishna has the last say. There's still life after 70, after the sickness, after the divorce, after the betrayal. A full life is still in front of you. If you've been directionless, now you have a compass. If you've been sick, now you have medicine. If your perspective has been blurred, now you have glasses. If you've been an orphan, now you have a heavenly father. If you are lonely, you now have devotee friends. If you've been spiritually bankrupt, now you have a huge balance. It's growing exponentially. If you will simply not make excuses, bear these temporary hurts and pains, and stay in the game, I predict you'll enjoy incredible favors, incredible blessings, incredible opportunities, open doors, rich relationships. You'll taste the fruits of wisdom and joy, meaning and purpose, victory and glory in this life. And in the next life, you go back to home, back to God. Thank you for your kind attention. If you agree with some of this message, please chant along with me as loudly as you can. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram. Ram.